Why lah? Come, I tell you. <laughs>
And if you weren't part of that conference, it is okay. You're not going to miss out on anything because this this is like a conference. I'm sorry. This is like, you know, an episode where I'll just spill whatever I have. I'm just going to talk about all of the good things. So, yeah. For those who are unfamiliar... For those who are unfamiliar, la, L-A-H, is a suffix used in the Malay language to soften a command or put emphasis on certain words and phrases. La isn't a word that's special to the Malay language itself, actually, because you'll hear this expression in Indonesian, Hokkien, Cantonese, and the likes. So really, at this point, anyone uses la. (laughs) And it's also widely used in Singapore as well. So it's not exclusively in Malaysia, right? Though I would like to reduce the scope and focus on its usage in Manglish. So what is Manglish exactly? Well, it's pretty self-explanatory, but it is essentially English that is mixed up with words and phrases from locals mother tongue so essentially english right but mixed with words from malay chinese and tamil and there are also other um, vocabularies from other languages as well so manglish shouldn't be confused with malaysian english though so yeah don't worry you might be you know really confused right now your brain going haywire but that is okay we'll go into each of the explanations one by one all right so first one manglish what is manglish manglish is colloquial and it is manglish is colloquial right and it is informal speech so an example of manglish would be like go sida your baju right now okay go sida your baju right now <laughs> So that is an English sentence structure, right? But it has Malay words in it. So go, English, sidai, Malay, your, English, baju, Malay, right now, English. So if it's in English, you would say go hang your clothes right now. But now it's Manglish. And we incorporate Malay words, so now it's go sidayo baju right now. Alright? And at times, we would use Chinese or Tamil words. And there are also Manglish slangs added into the sentences. On the other hand, Malaysian English is formal and proper English, but made to fit into a Malaysian context. It's just like any other English but there's a difference in terms of pronunciation. That's the most noticeable for sure, alongside other contrasts. So just imagine how different American English is with British English and Australian English. If if America says water and British says water, then Australians say water, then Malaysians says water. Okay, like a strong E right there, water, right? (laughs) So there's a big difference there, you got to see it. And also in terms of words, I just found out actually that KIV, an acronym, 
which stands for keep in view, is exclusively a Malaysian phrase. Like, mind blown. I thought other countries, and I thought KIV has always been just a phrase that was used in English, but no, it's actually just a Malaysian phrase. So that's interesting. Now, another major difference would be how Manglish is short and concise, straight to the point even, and uses minimum words. So if you were to ask someone the availability of something, say like a tissue, okay, a tissue. So in regular proper Malaysian English, you would say something like, are there any tissues on you? Okay, that's that, that sounds kind of weird, but it's grammatically correct, right? Are there any tissues on you? Or you would say, do you have a tissue with you? Do you have a tissue with you? Okay? But in Manglish, we just get straight to the point. We just straight up say, got tissue on? Or, got tissue or not? Simple. So, you'll notice how the Manglish sentences just now are a direct translation from one's mother tongue. Now, now I can't say the same or I can't say this for Mandarin and Tamil because I'm not fluent in those two languages yet, unfortunately. But I can for Malay. So, got tissue ah is directly translated from ada tissue ta or ada tissue ah. So, ada means to have. So, you can also say have tissue ah. But I think that adds a little bit more spice in a sense because it sounds so grammatically wrong like there's i don't know for me personally one of the satisfactory things about manglish is the fact that it sounds so grammatically wrong but it sounds so right for some reason and you say it it's just i don't know it it just works <laughs> so um in my opinion there are varying degrees of manglish so some people use full-on manglish and they would simplify everything so usually you can see a few examples through malaysian youtubers malaysian youtubers who usually do, do those skits revolving around malaysians there you can hear like pure manglish the one where there's like a combination of chinese cantonese and tamil words all mixed up together into this beautifully crafted language wow but for me right i tend to speak english mixed in with a lot of malay words so full proper sentences in english but i switch up certain vocabularies in malay so i don't really use a lot of slangs and i don't use like full-on grammatically wrong manglish but i speak english with a mixture of malay but that's still manglish Alright, so hope that clears up, okay? So, back to la. Now, I've always thought that la, L-A-H, is such an interesting phenomenon. <laughs> it reminds me of my deep love for languages whenever I stumble upon these kinds of words. Words that can't be directly translated to another language or words that don't even have a meaning, 
but hold such significance to a sentence. La, again, is a suffix in Malay. So one example would be makanlah or janganlah, alright? Makanlah, makanlah, janganlah, janganlah, alright? <laughs> so now, if you're not familiar with la, you'll learn how to use la properly when you actually interact with locals. So this is to foreigners, this is to any non-Malaysians who is not familiar with the Malay language and Manglish itself. You will only learn how to properly use la whenever you interact and speak with locals. So we, Malaysians, can tell whenever you're using la unnaturally. Now, why do I say this? La holds a lot of different meanings depending on how you use it. So let's look into the examples that I gave just now. Makan la. Makan la. We know that makan means eat. So we're essentially saying eat la. Eat. Go eat. Eat la. Makan la gives the nuance of hey, eat up, or please eat this. Those are two totally different meanings. And it depends on the context, situation, and even your tone. So if you were to say makanlah, makanlah, then you're inviting someone to eat it. Hey, eat up. But if you said makanlah, <laughs> makanlah, you know, like all with like a little tinge of egg, <laughs> then you desperately want someone to eat something. And la can also come off as forceful if you say it like, makan la, makan la. So it's like saying, eat this, or like, eat it up, okay? So yeah, fascinating, the Malay language. <laughs> so, to put it simply, la is used when inviting, convincing, or at times, it can come off as forceful. La is also used when you want to express exasperation. An example would be, Jangan la, which means, don't do it, or stop. In Manglish, don't la, like that. So for instance, you don't want someone touching your belongings. You go, don't la, huh? like that. So yeah. Mara sis, Mara, jangan kacau, huh? <laughs> like that. But again, if you change up the tone, it means differently. Like, jangan lah, huh? okay? Like that, with a tinge of cuteness. <laughs> it gives a playful or even teasing nuance to it. You know, jangan lah, you know, oh my god, this is so embarrassing of me. <laughs> so la is used in many different situations and scenarios. So if you're a foreigner looking into how to use la, listen to local speech. Really, you have to. Bahasa Melayu, the Malay language, is relatively easy to learn according to many. Though it is hard for learners to catch up on daily spoken Malay and Manglish because of this the usage of law. 
and some other things as well. Now, I kind of see this whole lah, L-A-H, lah situation with the usage of, I'm going to pronounce this wrongly, <laughs> the usage of nang, oh my god, I don't remember, um, but it's ng, nang, I believe it's nang, or is it ang, I might be wrong, so please forgive me <laughs> if you're from the Philippines and you're fluent in Tagalog, but yeah, it's nang, right, nang, ang, ng, ng, nang, actually, let me do like a quick background check, okay, betul lah, it's nang, okay, ng in Tagalog, so, it can be explained in layman terms and you can give multiple explanations on how to use it. Shikashi. <laughs> However, Tiber slip in some Japanese. <laughs> However, you only truly understand its nuance and how to properly use it when you have gotten used to it. So yeah. A few months back, I actually tried to learn Tagalog and one of the things that was difficult for me to comprehend was the usage of Nang. So I guess it's kind of the same as La. You know, you might understand how to use it and you might understand different meanings to it, but it's still going to be a challenge for you to use it properly. And that is why it is important for you to mix around with locals and talk to native speakers, right? So, really, fret not. You'll still understand what someone is trying to portray. Uh, what someone is trying to portray, portray through their tone and context, right? So even if you use la incorrectly or unnaturally, no one is gonna come for ya. Why? Because we're too busy getting fascinated over your attempt in including part of our custom and our culture into conversations. So this concept is applied to Manglish. Examples are, don't just sit la, get moving. This is to express annoyance. Or, hey, it's okay la, no biggie, to convince someone, all right? At this point, my day-to-day -day conversation will always include la. That's really the thing about being bilingual. So now imagine my trilingual friends who can speak Mandarin or Tamil as an added bonus. So many vocabs to use. And that is so fun. Wow. One of the reasons why I'm so fixated to this topic is because of, a, because of an experience of mine. Growing up, my mother had always encouraged my siblings and I to converse in English at home. So quite the opposite of some Malay families. Oftentimes, they send their children to English-speaking kindergartens to let their children learn English. But I went to a regular Islamic kindergarten that converse in Malay and later continue my studies in national primary schools or sekolah kebangsaan once I'm in year one. So all of the English speaking is done at home and I converse in Malay at school. So I remember clearly how then I wasn't allowed to speak Malay at home, like at all. 
zero no absolutely no there were times when i didn't know what the word or phrase is for a certain expression in malay so that was a big struggle for me and la is absolutely prohibited no laws it will not be tolerated So what does my mom do about this whenever I slip up a Malay phrase because I didn't know what it was in English or whenever I used la because come on it's you have to use la it it brings so much emotions <laughs> So yeah what did my mom do about this Well nothing but she would lightly scold me at times Now that I'm grown I actually use la more often than my mom would like This is because she thinks it's improper, which I partly agree. Of course, I'm not pulling up into an interview or oral test with laws and broken Manglish sentences, okay? Though it is not wrong to speak it in normal conversations. Some even think that speaking Manglish and using la is uneducated. Some even argue that we're ruining the value of a language by mix and match. Bahasa rojak they call it. So what is rojak? Why is it called bahasa rojak? So rojak is actually a food where you mix in a lot of um like tahu and those chokodo and it has like this really oh my god delicious gravy on it. So yeah. Basically a mix and match language. That is what bahasa rojak is. But you know hey, roja is sedap. It's so good. So nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> Now, this is actually a whole other topic which I'm going to talk about in my future episode. So if this topic intrigues you, be sure to stay tuned. All right? <laughs> so all in all, la is honestly a medium that bridges Malaysians. It's part of our identity at this point. We use la more than we like to. This la, that la, everything la. <laughs> so it comes naturally to us, and boy, we sure do enjoy using it because it is very expressive. So key takeaway here is la, l a h, is a suffix that emphasizes a point being made, depending on context. It is widely used by Malaysians and other languages in the Malay archipelago and other areas. If any of you guys are interested in looking more into this, I'll provide links to some resources I read for you guys. All this you can find through my link tree or Instagram. That is at @localonestop_rnr. The letter R, the letter N, the letter R. At Local one stop underscore R and R. That is a wrap. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, to my fellow listeners. I had a lot of fun researching and recording this episode because it's so interesting to me how language is so deeply rooted into culture and history. So that is the wonders of Malaysia and the Malay language for you. Stay tuned for future episodes and future updates. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Bye bye.